Welcome to our first Traders Brawl <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Um, EP1. EP1, that's right. I'm Adele Burton. Uh, I am the host. So I'm Rahul Warrior, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. You know, you and I, we've been talking about creating a podcast that combines fitness yes. with Web3. Yeah. Which, at the moment, doesn't exist. In yeah, the, nobody in, does this. Nobody does this. We will bring the finest content regarding gym, financial freedom with fitness. There are, there are people I've met at yacht parties and other events I've been to. I've mm-hmm. seen them to be quite mm-hmm. DJ inside and also very, very buff. Yeah. I'm like, wow, okay, so you can make it work. You're a hidden gem. Yes. And we want to interview these kind of people. I think health is wealth. We need to affirm that in this podcast. When did you like get into fitness? Fitness started, I think I was in like when I was 19. When I was 19, I was like... Going through a phase where, you know, any, any teenager would want to look good. You just wanted to attract the opposite sex for sure. Yeah. I was very, very thin. I could see my ribcage. I started watching YouTube, like fitness influencers, Jeff Side, mm. other folks. Mm. I was like motivated by seeing that. I remember my dad was also into fitness. Uh, but thing is, his body type was completely different from mine. He was, he was already a fat guy, like a buff guy. Mm. I was like skinny. Mm. So he was giving me this negative vibes. Like if you stop gym, you'll get fat. Mm. Because he was like that. He got fat after stopping gym. Makes sense. That's not my case. I'm, I'm already an ectomorph. Ectomorph is someone who's like having a very lean muscle mass. Like you don't have much fat in your body. So I was like, okay, I'll go to the gym. Then I kind of got involved like being regular. And then I started also looking at videos like how to work out. You saw how the ladies were looking at you and you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I should do more of this uh, weightlifting. Yeah, I just... Uh, it's crazy. Nice, you know? nice. I, I love how I got the gains, you know, like yeah. I could feel it. Like when I'm sleeping, next day I look up the mirror, I'm like, damn, something's changing. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like I feel Pain. fresh. The change of diet, mm-hmm. to be honest, I had a mass a mass gainer. So I was like 65 kilos and then, then I took this mass gainer. And then mm-hmm. within like in a span of months, I started like getting like a little bit bigger in a way. Nice. I got into fitness kind of for the ladies. Going through puberty and, you know, sure. adolescence period, there was a time where you wanted to... Uh, be attractive and mm. and I thought you know the best way was to, to work out take care of yourself it became less about the ladies and more mm. about me because personal growth it also improves your personal growth yeah you? over time yeah. now it like, builds your confidence being in Dubai right now I have no time for ladies yeah. um, the reason I go to the gym is to let out steam yeah, yeah. and also for the endorphins effect um, it feels it feels really relieving I want to ask you which is your favorite body part to train it may look the case that I do, I do a lot of upper body. My favorite is legs. <laughs> ah, legs. Because of the sensation it gives you. Yeah, for sure. I don't know about you, but for me, when I do a leg exercise, oh, the sensation is... You get that post-traumatic... That rush. You know, like... Wow, I, I can't describe it, but it feels really soothing. Mm-hmm. And you don't get that with any other thing. That's true. You know? Um, it actually, for a man, for men, it's actually a good, a, a good booster for testosterone. Yeah. Um, you do legs first, mm-hmm. it gives you testosterone... And then from there, you can use that to do other upper yeah. body, whatever else you want to do. So you mm-hmm. kind of have to trick your brain a bit. For me, my personal is uh, basically back. I love, right. I love working on back. back. Okay. Especially the deadlift and, yeah. the, and the, you know, get that V shape. Yeah. I don't like lunges, to be honest. I'm lunges, not a fan. Lunges are worst. I'm not a fan of lunges myself. But it actually gives you the best results if you do lunges. Yeah. What would you say is an exercise or a muscle part that you are lacking the most in? Definitely my calves, man. If you have someone with huge height, yeah, like 
like six feet and above are concerned. I wouldn't say it's huge, but still it's yeah. bigger than average. Yeah, they always have this issue with their legs. legs. Cows don't grow much. To grow, or grow. else you need to be like running. Mm. If you if you do marathons or sprints, I think naturally you will get get. Like, you know the thing about the calf muscle is you have to tiptoe in order to grow it. You have mm-hmm. to tiptoe with a weight on your back. Yes, or some form. And tiptoeing is not my my favorite <laughs> thing to do. I like hamstring. Just lie down, just lie down. lift it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How would you define Web three? So Web3 is another evolution of the internet for me. Yeah. So Web3 is about ownership. I would say it's ownership. Yeah. More ownership oriented. I mean, Web1 was just read only on computer. Yes. Web2 is uh, read and write. So social media, Correct. Facebook, Instagram, all those kinds of things you could post. Mm-hmm. And then Web3 is about read, write, and own. You can actually own a piece of the internet or a piece yeah. of a collection. Or, right. you know. Yes. And there's a fourth one coming, which is the metaverse. Oh, right. Yeah, I mean it's still Web three related, mm-hmm. but it's the it's it's going beyond. So metaverse, I yeah. think, is is a place where I think we'll be fully, you know, like immersed, like transcending. Like, yeah, we we might not be having a physical, you know, thing in so representation. The, some of the use cases of the metaverse we're seeing is, for example, uh, in medical education, being able mm-hmm. to perform a surgery on uh, either an animal or a human being, you can visualize how that would look like in the metaverse. Okay, simulation. Simulation, exactly. Yes. But a more immersive simulation. Rather yeah. than seeing a video being played mm-hmm. at you, you're actually in the the room. You're wearing the clothes. But I have a question. Yeah. So wouldn't too much uh, metaverse kind of trick your brain? Like alter your reality if you get too much into it? Yeah. That's the question I feel. The, if, if graphics become so good, the graphical yeah. representation of, of the metaverse. We might not know what is real anymore. We may not. Well, the only way to know is to take off the, <laughs> the, the VR headset, yeah. right? Like you mm-hmm. can't procreate in the metaverse. That's you know, right. You, there's certain things you have to know your boundaries. So there are limitations. Yeah. What so. can be an issue is addiction. Addiction mm-hmm. to the metaverse. Addiction yes. to this avatar self of you. That's Correct. not you. That's just a persona you're putting in yeah. over there. And you can also fake it there too. Yeah. When did you get into crypto? I started in 2015, 16, 17 that time. Mm. Of course, I knew about Bitcoin back then. But like anyone would say, they would think, they would think it's a scam. Yeah. yeah. Who buys this shit? It's like mm-hmm. a... So digital thing, it's invisible. The idea behind putting money into that wasn't, you know, like, it never occurred in my head, like, should I actually put it? Nor did I have funds. I was also like in college, just getting my first job. So I wasn't sure like how to put money in that. I was introduced to some tokens, but other than crypto, there was something called U-Token, which was introduced by my friend's friend, actually. But there he gave me the concept of a digital coin. So that was the first coin I got introduced. But I have no clue whether the token exists now or was it a scam. It was something related to a coin released in Malaysia. Mm. So that time, Bitcoin wasn't getting much traction either. So it was a long time back. Right. I did buy I did buy some small amount of Bitcoin uh, back then too, but in an Indian exchange. And they had some issues with the government and they had to shut down. My money was stuck there. So before they, they, they were going to withdraw their operation, they, yeah. they, gave a, they gave a note, like an email to the investors. Kindly pull your money out before this date or else you, you might lose it. Mm-hmm. Even though it wasn't much money, I thought like, why simply donate money like that? Just take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I just sold it. And that time it was bear market too. Bitcoin was dropping from yeah. peaking at 17,000. It was dropping 9,000, 8,000. In 2018, 19, again, Bitcoin breaking out of the previous highs made histories. Now it's not just about crypto price. It's a, it's a community thing. 
Mm-hmm. Back then, you, you just track crypto. Like, you never that, know what's community, what's DAO, what's NFT, nothing. What we're seeing in the Web3 space is a lot of projects being about the community first, bringing value to the community rather than just being a coin to hold and buy and sell, and that's it. At the time, I actually got into crypto back in 2017. I created my first Coinbase account. I bought some Bitcoin at the time. I wasn't very serious. I remember it went from, I think, 10K to 20K, and it crashed. So did you sell during the bull run or when it was dropping? I remember I sold before I hit 20k. I was a student at the time. <laughs> I know this, this is a so thing we go like, through. How much should I put money into this? My first <laughs> time trading. I didn't. I didn't. I just took it out. Revisit Bitcoin again mm-hmm. in 2018, and then more again in 2020. When the pandemic hit, I bought it at 9k. Wow. I bought Ethereum at 600. I also bought uh, XRP mm-hmm. at 20 cents. When Bitcoin hit 68k. I didn't sell. Everyone was saying, oh, we hit 100K. I did sell when it it crashed down to 40. And that, from there, that was my crypto journey. So what made you decide to sell at 40? Like, did you see any technical analysis? You felt like this was a bottom or just... I saw after 68, crash down to 50, Mm -hmm. crashing down to 40. Like, this this was it for me. Like, I knew this is going to go lower. I could either hold for life... Or I take some gains out and, and reinvest it afterwards. That's that's good. That's a good point. Yeah. Dollar cost averaging is a bit of a myth. Uh, you know, you put money in even regardless of if the price goes up. Um, I, I think we should save that for when the price crashes. Dollar cost money. averaging at regular intervals, I think, is bad. Yeah. In, in in a bear market. Yeah. If it's just a dip, you can just you know get in anytime. Yeah. Like, I think that was the rookie mistake I did. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I bought all the coins, like, when B- BTC was, like, 40, 50K. Mm. You know the effect that BTC has on the entire market, right? So, when that drops, even, like, 10%, other coins drop 40, 50. Yeah, all my good. coins had a suicide, like, was on suicide, like, just dead. So, I, I kept dollar cost averaging maybe till July. Then yeah. I, I was like, okay, this is it. I'll wait for the ultimate bottom for Bitcoin. People were predicting 15K, but we never hit that. Mm. We're, still, we're still rotating. Now I think Bitcoin has found some traction, like support. It's waiting for stock market to actually find its bottom. Yeah. So that they both can rise together, like yeah. they did previously. Yeah. The, the traditional system is you put money in a bank, you save up, and then, I mean, you can put money in stocks, etc. as well. Yeah. But the idea of saving money in a bank at such low interest rates... Yes. When you compare to the interest rates you can get when you stake, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense to hold cash anymore. Yeah, the staking was a huge deal break, actually, mm-hmm. to not put money on the bank. Just yeah. put it like, even if it's a stable coin, you can get USDT pairs, like... True. And then there's things like dual investments that so many companies provide, like yeah. where, you know, it's like betting in a way. Mm. You bet whether the price goes up within this time, you get like this much returns on yeah. that. So yeah. it's like that. Yeah. yeah. This right here, this is a lean... Protein shake. Okay, sure. <clears throat> so, this is ISO triple zero. So, this is designed for lean. Okay. So, as you see, as you can see here, look, carbs zero, sugar zero, fat zero, uh, protein 90 grams. Right. So, my question to you is, do you believe everything is written here? Like, do you think that's authentic? That's a good question. Honestly, I believe in results. Okay. You so see the results. I'm seeing results that I'm not actually building mass. I'm okay. actually building lean, lean muscle. And you yeah. pro- what's, the, what's the protein uh, gram like for? 90 grams. 90? 90. 90 per 100 gram? No, 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 hold on. That's for crazy. one scoop, yeah. uh, it is 27 grams. Okay, yeah, I have a similar one. And you know why I like this? Because gluten-free, lactose-free. 
soy free, <laughs> cholesterol free, I'm intolerant. lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah, that's lactose intolerant. So that's why I take this protein powders. So yeah, some people have this issue. And if you smell this, try it. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Chocolate. Yeah, this one is actually um, Cookie, go- gourmet chocolate. Oh, that's <laughs> different. I think you have BCAA. That's right. I got my BCAA right there. So BCAA is for, I use it during workout. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gives me uh, a boost as well as recovery. All right, you put in the water. I put in water only. Okay. Now I mix that with pre-workout. The mm-hmm. pre-workout stuff is basically just caffeine. Lots of caffeine and lots of, it's like a stimulant, Mm -hmm. you know, so it really gets you moving. You should try it sometime, really. Um, I never tried pre-workout, but I used to, I used to do like BCAA, yeah. It's it's like glutamine, you know, so I put in the water and then, yeah, for like intense workouts, like, let's say legs, I think that really helps. Yeah. Because you lose a lot of water, you Mm -hmm. know, Mm -hmm. like sweat. So I combine those two together and I get a really big boost. But these days I'm having a side effect. I don't know why I'm, I'm getting like pimples behind my back. I looked it up on the internet, they're saying it could be due to the protein, so I think I might change. Although I use optimum nutrition. Oh. But maybe it's just that I need to drink more water. I think so. So when you pick your supplement, you need to see whether you have side effects. So many people make that mistake and they might get adverse side effects. I mean, mine is okay, it's just a pimple, but some people get something bad. No. So why did you choose this supplement, like in particular? Well, to be fair, for me, it was, uh, it was just a case of convenience. I saw a store, it had all the things <laughs> in one place, and to buy them all, I took it. Oh, Another yeah. thing I use is creatine. The creatine uh, is good. Does your body already have creatine? It, you, your body does produce it, and it does get produced by more. certain foods, but you need more. <laughs> okay. Yeah, if you, for the level of uh, workouts that you're doing, you need more. Mm-hmm. So creatine helps with uh, building mass, actually. Uh, well, more like building the bulge, because it's just basically adding water to it. It looks like yeah, it's yeah. off the illusion. That All the pumps that we get is basically water. water. Yeah, nothing <laughs> That's more. the thing. Yeah. People think it's actual muscle, but actually it's... Let's drink some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This is the OG episode. Like, what do yeah. you think? I think, yeah, I think this actually gives the audience a little bit a perspective about what we are. We already have a guest list of many... Speakers. Um, speakers that are here that are interested in both gym and mm-hmm. wealth. Yep. And they have made their money in wealth. And now, now now they're focusing on health because they've already made their money. And those are the hidden gems we're looking to interview. Yes. On the uh, channel, we plan to go to events. Yep. We also plan to interview them on the spot. People who are not necessarily into fitness as mm-hmm. such. but Or maybe people who have something interesting. Like yeah. Something out still, of the box. Okay. That's right. That has that pretty much concludes our first episode, yes. how we will bring value, what we propose to do going mm-hmm. forward. We have lots of content to produce. We have lots of events happening in Dubai. And, and this is what we aim to deliver. Amen to that. Amen to that. Yes. Cheers, brother. Cheers. Cheers to, to more. That. Cheers to more. <laughs>